Hi guys, welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I am your host, Meredith Atwood. I have a great show for you today. It's a short one. Um, It's with Jason Cohen, who is the founder of Big Change the Film. It's sort of a project that's heading toward a feature-length documentary, but in the meantime, there's a podcast and incredibly inspiring stories about individuals who have lost a ton of weight and found themselves. So Jason's story is very similar to his subjects in that he found himself at a certain weight and age and kind of lost and made small sustainable changes in order to take control of his life. So I love Jason's story. He's a great guy and want you guys to go follow him on all the social media so you can see other inspiring folks um, and help him out. If you have an inspiring story, um, he would love to feature you as well. So I hope you enjoy the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You have lost a ton of weight. That is just a small sliver of who you are though. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably, you know, over the last, um, I'm not great with time, but over the last several years, you know, I've, I've dropped about 125 that I know of. Probably like a lot of people, uh, at least a lot of people that I seem to talk to, you know, the scale is one of those things you avoid. So you go <laughs> months, if not years, between weighing yourself. But the highest that I know that I actually saw myself was 297. And so since and that point, funny. I've lost we 125. Avoid the scale, like when we're on the high end of it. I found that too. Like I didn't want to get on it when I didn't want to know the number. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, now, now, of course, you're like, you know, you're proud to to hop on. At no, least I am. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> but it's at least better. I I at least have maybe an idea of where I am versus you know that those scary time periods where you, where you really know it's bad. But <laughs> yeah, it can be a dangerous it. thing. It's weird, you know, because it's like it can be so affirming, but it also on the other end of things can be so just life sucking, you know, and just define who you are. So right. It's, so, a, it's a weird relationship. So how did you, um, I guess, let's just talk about your journey a little bit. How did you, you know, come to realize, I guess, that you needed to make a change? Like, what was your childhood and your teenage years like that kind of, did you gain weight later in life? Or was it just like a slow progression through your childhood? If you look back at pictures of me really early on, I was pretty skinny. Um, you know, you could say a, screen, a, a string bean. Um, but probably by the time I got to middle school, I started putting on weight all the way through high school. Um, and then when the weight really started coming on, um, you know, I, I traveled for a year after high school. And I remember coming back from that and being 220 and thinking that was really good. And that was basically the lowest, um, the lowest I weighed as an adult because in my travels, I had, you know, become like slightly active, but I'd also uh, gotten sick overseas. And so, you know, I'd lost weight. Um, and I thought to myself, wow, 220, this is, we're doing great. And, um, and then through college, you know, just as, as life kind of takes over and, you know, you're, uh, for me, I was starting a business while, while in school. And then that meant, you know, late night eating and also meant cheap eating. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of people, it's a time where, there's just a lot going on in your life. I also got married. And so, you know, throughout those years between, let's say, the time I was 19 and 25 or 26, 
maybe even 27 is whenever I kind of ascended to, to 300 or just under. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it wasn't all at once. It was a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And then I found myself at, you know, we'll just say 27, looking at people around me who were a little older than me, who were starting to have a lot of issues with their own health. And I realized, uh, you know, they, they look better than me, but they were, you know, starting to take medications. They were starting to have surgeries. Um, and I, I was highly functional at the time, but I was still really big. So, you know, and I was very conscious of it, whether or not I admitted it to myself or anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then kind of a turning point came in kind of a perfect storm. I had a, I had a friend who was a little bit older than me, um, who had a heart attack and died, um, who he looked way better than I looked at the time. Um, I also, um, you know, was thinking about all this on my own, but then I also had a friend who had kind of worked with me, um, for a couple years who was moving and as a going away gift for saying, Hey, thanks for the work. Um, he gave me a bicycle. And so, you know, my thought was, what are you doing? Give it a 300 pound guy. <laughs> a bike and why in the world would this do anything for me you know like the last thing I want to do is is be seen riding a bicycle (laughs) in public much less at 300 pounds you know like I'm I'm afraid the tires are going to fall off or like you know burst in the middle of a crowd of people or something you know um but little did I know that 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 time and that gesture would really kind of change the trajectory of a large part of my life yeah that's really funny. You mentioned college and the late night eating and the uh, cheap eating. We went, my husband and I were dating in college and we went to school at the University of Georgia and they had um, a pizza company that delivered all night, of course. And they had a pizza called the Big Ass and it was the biggest, like the biggest pizza ever. And my husband and I said, do you think that you and I could both together eat one Big Ass? <laughs> and we you know, why we thought that this was a good idea or a, a good challenge to take on, I don't know, but we did it and got so sick. But we used to eat just like the worst, worst food on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't well, know my how wife I didn't and get I fatter. Would, <laughs> yeah. My wife and I would joke, you know, I mean, because we're both in college, we're married, we're both working, doing everything we can so we don't have to, you know, so we can kind of pay for school as we go. And, uh, you know, we would, we would like, like, you know, kind of a treat at home would be like having a Totino's pizza with the shells and cheese instead of the regular mac and cheese. And that would be, you know, dinner. Or if we were going out, we would go to the cheap Chinese place where literally we would walk in the door and the lady knew would call out to her husband what to make. And it was like $6 for both of us to eat, you know? Right. Um, so you can just imagine what $6 buys you uh, for two people at a Chinese place. It's right. Not the best food in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, um, there were Chinese was also bad. We also had a Chinese restaurant that we would joke, we would order the food and then within like 10 seconds, the doorbell would ring and they would be standing there <laughs> With it, it's like the fastest Chinese delivery. But it's so easy when you're, um, you know, pinch for for money and perceivably for time too, just to for everything to kind of get away from you. And that's kind of how it happened to me. And it sounds like that was possibly how it happened. Sorry, I buzzed out. Someone was ringing the doorbell. It sounds like that's how it happened with you as well. That um, it just kind of jumped on you. Yeah, no, well, you know, uh, you know, life happens, things, things are busy. And, you know, priorities change. 
And, you know, one week your priority is to get a job so you can make some money to pay for groceries. And the next week is to, you know, get a decent grade on a test. Uh, and the next week, you know, it's, uh, you know, just one thing after another. And, and so the last thing in the world you're thinking about, you know, also in, in the midst of that, you know, you're thinking, well, I've been doing all this. I'm invincible. You know, I can, I can do all this and uh, I can eat these things. I can mm-hmm. pull these all nighters. And, you know, if I try and, if I tried to pull an all nighter today, which I'm not that old, but you know, what, how I would pay for it comparatively speaking, even though I was so much unhealthier, you know, just, it's not the same. So it's like your body is resilient. And I think you kind of also, uh, you know, you're, I was fresh out of, you know, I lived at home during high school, obviously, and then I traveled for a year. And then now you've got all the freedom in the world. You can eat what you want. You can, you know, drink what you want. You can, you know, treat your body however you want. And nobody's going to, nobody's looking over you saying like, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea or, or much worse. No. Right. Right. Um, so when you got the gift of the bike, you started riding it around and you started biking to work. And did that kind of, was that the big change for you that you thought, Hey, this actually is kind of nice. I feel kind of good. Did that, was that the start for you? Well, so at the same time of the bike, I also decided to enter a weight loss competition with a buddy of mine who I knew was insanely competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, and rather than do like a, you know, a week or two weeks or a month, we did a six month long engagement and, um, and funny enough or ironic enough the prize at the end was uh, dinner for four at a really nice restaurant in New Orleans, um, <laughs> which the irony is not lost on right, me. But right. but I also knew he, you know, I wasn't I wasn't a, a huge fancy eater. I also wasn't a huge drinker. But I knew that he loved really expensive wine and really expensive food. And so I knew that at the end of that, I was going to have you know, like it it wasn't just bragging rights. Like I would I would be out some serious money if I lost. And so, you know, kind of simultaneously, all these things started happening. I started riding my bike to work and around town as transportation. I, I would literally talk to anybody anywhere at a store, uh, at a home, you know, about I'm doing this competition. Do you have any tips? You know, what have you done to lose weight? And so I was just, I would do anything. I would try anything for a week, for a month, for two days. Um, so you did a lot of crowdsourcing and a lot of listening to your body because you didn't really follow any specific plan, right? You just Correct. did what was feeling right to you at the time, day by day, consistently. Yeah. 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 So after six months, I think I lost 40 pounds. Uh, I'd already lost 10 by the time the competition started. So, you know, I went from 297 to I think 247 at the end of the competition. And then that's whenever I was like, well, I'm, you know, I think that at least for me and a lot of the people I talk to as, as overweight, as a, a formerly overweight person, you know, you, you get into kind of this victim mentality where you think, you know, this is, this is the way I, you know, I was born to be this way. Um, I can't do anything about it. You know, I, I've been big. I'll always mm-hmm. be big. It's something that, you know, you kind of just get in the mindset of your, your destiny, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I, so I call it my story. Like it's always been the story that I was, the fat kid and the chubby teenager and, um, you know, destined to be a fat adult and struggle with it. Like it's almost like sometimes it is a struggle. Like I will, I will say that for sure. But a lot of times we adopt the struggle as our story. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And once I get, you know, I get to, I get to two forty seven or so. And my new thought is, well, what I believe is a, is basically proven itself to be a lie. You know, what I, what I believe for so long to be true is not true. So what else is out there? You know, what else is there? And I knew that 
I knew that some of this, you know, what I had done to my body was reversible because I had seen it in, you know, a short period of time. And then that's when I really just said, okay, I'm going to keep pushing forward. And then that, you know, eventually led me to where I am today. So what were some of the, I know you didn't follow any specific guidelines, but what were some of the major keys in your weight loss journey, in your nutrition that you found to, to be the biggest, you know, I guess, bang for your buck? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was, I was for a very long time, kind of like a, like a guy through the forest with a singular flashlight in a pitch black, you know, night. (laughs) Um, and it was kind of like, you just, you, all of a sudden you, you look up and, you know, there's something new. And so, I mean, I tried a ton of stuff. I think, I think what I, what I learned over a really long period of time though, cause, cause exercise became more important and I became, you know, like a fairly serious cyclist and that, you know, still to this day is kind of my number one passion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, I got fully invested, you know, as far as financially time, everything. But I also realized in all that, that it didn't matter how hard I worked out, that if what I was putting in my body wasn't, wasn't good and wasn't, weren't the right things that it really didn't matter. So, you know, for a while there, I would, I would, you know, starting out, I would, I would just work out really hard or go on as long of a ride as I possibly could. Um, and you know, it eventually led me to, you know, now these days I eat a whole food plant-based diet, but you know, I didn't eat vegetables before. Um, mm-hmm. I jokingly say everything I ate previously was the color beige, which <laughs> it's not a, it's not a joke. I mean, if it had any color to it, I wasn't interested unless it was like a bloody steak. Right. Uh, you know, it was, it was cheese, bread, processed right. meat. And, um, you know, so, you know, slowly I, I began to realize though that my, my tastes were changing and that I was able to, you know, as I began to incorporate vegetables more and more, number one, I began to acquire a taste for them and I stopped eating so much, you know, so many fried foods, fatty foods, you know, my taste buds literally changed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I really hit my stride, um, which a lot of it just came out of, you know, as I mentioned before, I was willing to try anything. So I just said, I came home one day, I told my wife, which she was used to my crazy <laughs> ideas. And I said, Hey, I think I'm going to try doing, you know, uh, veg for a, for a month just to see how it goes, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, see how I feel. And, and, and really it was to lose weight. And then I ended up feeling amazing. And right. so, um, I don't know that I quite answered your question, no, but no, that, no, was that's, of, that's, that's that was kind totally of, that was kind of fascinating because I think, um, what you said about your taste changing, I know the hundreds of times I started diets in the past, you know, from the traditional concept of, okay, I'm going to eat a grilled chicken iceberg salad with low fat ranch dressing and a diet Coke, <laughs> you know, the way right. the, the traditional quote unquote diet. And I would think, oh my gosh, this is the most disgusting stuff because it is. But then when I started adding in, um, you know, just, just real food and, and the way a strawberry taste on day one is totally different than a way a strawberry taste on day 60. You know, it's like dessert on day 60 of eating right. really well and retraining the taste buds. So, no, I think that's that's absolutely kind of, you know, anyone you talk to that's made some real sustainable changes, it seems to be that. You know, they, they add in the really healthy food and just take some of the beige off the plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I'm – so I'm 33 now, you know, let's call it six years since I've started – you know, changing things around. I think it's actually been a little longer than that. It's probably been two and a half, three, three and a half years that I've been doing whole foods plant-based. I'm still now 
adding foods in that I didn't eat before. Really? Like, I'm not kidding you. I had green beans, cooked green beans for the first time last night uh, in my <laughs> what? home. Ever? Yeah. And uh, yes, you know, I mean, I was, I was so, I mean, I was the pickiest eater as a kid and I was an only child. And so, you know, it wasn't that my parents would give me anything I wanted. It was that they, when they cooked, it was, they knew stuff that I would eat, you know, because there weren't four kids to yeah. try and appease all at the same time. And it was just me. And, um, and so I had such a limited, such a limited scope of what I would eat that, you know, I still find myself, there are some foods that are like, you know, they're, they're still like almost taboo for me. And, uh, I had some bad experiences as a kid with beans and got sick several times. And so beans are one of those things, you know, like I just started eating hummus and garbanzo beans mm-hmm. in the last year. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife last night was like, really, you know, we stopped by somewhere that had, uh, green beans and uh, I said, let's let's try and, and bake them at home, you know, or let's try and roast them at home. And she was just completely in shock. So you know, it's a it's a journey, and you know, right. t- uh, the t- you know taste buds. It's one of those things that surprised me, and that I think people don't realize enough is that your taste buds really truly are something that always change. And and just because you don't like something today means that doesn't mean that you know in in. Uh, in, in five years or five months or five days that that couldn't be different. Right. And one of the things that I heard you say is that this has been, it's quite a process. It's quite a lengthy patient time period to make these changes and to even get to the point where you can eat something like green beans. It takes patience. <laughs> I mean, everything out there is a quick fix. You know, all the, the solutions that we're presented with on, and social media or whatever, it just, it's, you know, lose this in 30 days. But the truth of the matter is it takes some time. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes it's a, we can be fooled into thinking that we're finished pro- products, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, or maybe somebody who has an Instagram account or, you know, somebody in the gym, you know, they're finished, but like, you know, the reality is like, I'll never be finished. You know, right. I, I'll, I'll tell people, you know, they're, I'll make a comment about, yeah, you know, I'm still trying to lose weight. And they're like, why? And they just don't understand. And and for me, the point at which I think I'm finished is the point at which I give up. The point at which I say, uh-huh. like, you know, like, I throw in the towel. Um, and it's, you know, it's large in part the reason that's kept me going this entire time. Right, right. That's That's really a good point that we, you know, the goal is to have continuous improvement. And... And without that, it's it's often hard to even focus on a goal. You Absolutely. Gotta, you got to always desire to get better. So let's talk about Big Change the Film. Tell me what this is and, and all the stories <laughs> that are coming out of it. I was checking out the YouTube channel, and there's a lot. This is a really cool thing. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so I'll try and make it somewhat uh, short. But, um, you know, I think part of this process of uh, – you know, at least for me, I've only gotten to where I am today, both like, you know, physically, but, you know, emotionally, all those kinds of things, because other people have given me the time of day or have been generous with me or conversations that I've had with friends or people who become friends. And, you know, I realized that a part of, you know, a part of being human, and especially in this kind of arena where there is so much of a need is to, is to perpetuate that forward and to give back. And so, you know, I realized very quickly that I wasn't going to become a you know, a dietitian or a doctor or a nurse or, you know, my, my, um, 
my kind of skill set and what I have, what I'm interested in wouldn't necessarily put me in a position to help people like that. Right. But how could I use my current set of skills and resources and, um, and, and knowledge to, to try and help people. And, and so, uh, it really just started out. There's a guy about an hour and a half from me. His name's Josh Lajani and he, um, had lost about 200, 220 pounds. And at the time, no one had told his story uh, in a video format. And, um, I told a buddy of mine who we do some work together. Hey, I, I have this, this kind of wild hair idea that I'd like to make a documentary on people who've lost over a hundred pounds, which at the time I thought was, you know, enormous, which it is, but, right. um, you know, I, the idea, it, I didn't really realize that there were people out there that had lost so much more. Um, and, uh, and so I reached out to Josh and said, Hey, I'd love, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. And would you be interested? He only lived, like I said, an hour and a half, two hours from me. So I knew that I could, you know, go down and it wouldn't cost me anything but a little bit of time and gas. And so I, uh, I pitched to him. He actually avoided me for a little bit because he (laughs) probably thought I was a crazy person and I just kept persisting. And then that led to us spending about three or four days with Josh, um, you know, in and around his house and kind of just seeing what his life looked like. And then from that we released, you know, a six minute trailer and, um, I had no idea what was going to become of that. And, um, you know, I just knew that I was kind of just following my heart, which is still what I'm doing today. And I, uh, you know, through that, I ended up getting connected with Tim Kaufman, who's also lost around 200 pounds. And, um, you know, just after, you know, filming Josh, putting that out, I started meeting all these people who had lost significant amounts of weight. I knew that Tim's story, I also wanted to tell via video, but there were all these other people that I could never get to, that I couldn't afford to get to, that I didn't have the time to get to. And so I just started kind of trying to think creatively about a way to to capture some of these stories, which led to me basically doing Skype interviews and um, and the podcast and the YouTube series, which is what I do weekly now. Um, and I basically just sit down and do interviews with people who've lost significant amounts of weight, hear their stories, you know, kind of where they came from, what led to them being big you know, what led to their changes and then, you know, kind of where they're at now and where they're going. Um, and that's every week I put out, you know, a new episode with a new person at this time, you know, we're in, I guess, early May, we're on episode 51 of the podcast. So we've been doing it for just about a year. And, um, I think combined between everybody, there's, uh, just under 7,000 pounds left, uh, lost between those, those 51 people. And then, you know, kind of the, the other scope of the project is to do an actual feature length film. So we, we spent, uh, four and a half days with Tim Kaufman in Buffalo, New York. Um, you know, he went from 400 and something pounds. He's got kind of a rare genetic disorder and he went from 400 pounds, couldn't pick up a piece of chalk off the floor to, you know, he and I are running a marathon and a half marathon in the tallest city in America in June. Wow. And so, you know, he, I think, I think, you know, this whole project, the way that I think about it is how could I have reached my former 300 pound self sooner, you know, and Mm -hmm. how, what, what's something that I could have possibly related to or seen and, and would have helped me realize that there was hope and that, that I wasn't just, you know, that this wasn't, as you said, my story that would be, that I believed. And so, you know, with the, with the, the film, with the documentary and with the podcast is really just to be able to you know, put, put people who are real everyday people who there's nothing special about them, 
who have incredible stories. Um, and then we'll, we'll film our next two subjects. Hopefully, uh, well, the next one actually is, uh, next week in Boston. Um, and she's got an incredible story. She's a mother and, um, just kind of had this real, um, you know, moment on her bed where she with her kid when, when they were, uh, a toddler realizing like she was basically eating herself to death and that she wouldn't be around for her kid. And, um, you know, just had this real moment of realization. And then our, our fourth and final subject is a gal who went from a size eight XL to a size eight. And we will probably film her, uh, hopefully in July. Wow. So, and then it'll be time to start editing. Right. Right. Well, so have you found in all these interviews you're doing and have done um, that there's a, a moment of change? It, does it, is there something that happens where everyone goes, this, you know, enough of this, enough of this story, I've had enough, or is it about 50-50? Like, is it just the vast majority of people have a moment of clarity where they decide that they're going to change and they figure out how? Yeah, I think, uh, I think there is a large, a large group of people who, you know, they basically have a moment of realization or a moment, you know, like a point at which they remember kind of there being a before and after. Mm -hmm. There's definitely some people though, that, that I think it just kind of comes as a, which, which in a way was myself, you know, I don't, I can't point to a single day or a single, um, a single place where everything kind of flipped for me. Um, but I think, you know, a, a constant through all of it is just somebody which, you know, Tim says in the, in the, in the trailer that we have out now is that, you know, change comes from making a decision. Um, and that, you know, whenever you make that decision for yourself, not for somebody else, that anything's possible. Right. I love that. So how can people find you? Give us all the social media information so everyone can go check it out. Yeah, so the, the the website for the film is bigchangethefilm.com, which that basically just has uh, the latest uh, teaser trailer with Tim and Josh's story kind of interwoven. It's about three minutes long. Um, where the most activity is and where I actually post every week is facebook.com forward slash bigchangethefilm. Um, you can also find Big Change the Film podcast in any of your podcast players. Okay. Um, and then um, on, on Instagram – uh, we have an Instagram, not quite as active, but that's also a big change to the film. And, um, and then personally for me, you can find me under Jason Cohen. Um, it's Jason underscore Cohen on Instagram. And yeah, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear from people. We're always looking for people to interview to, to get, you know, those stories out there. And, um, I'd love to, I'd love to be able to hear from people and interact. Yeah. There's a lot of folks in the swim, bike and run community that have made, big changes. And I think when they hear, you know, what you've got going, um, you'll probably get a bunch of stories because <laughs> there's some great ones yeah, that have great. started with triathlon too. So, well, thank you, Jason, for, um, taking the time today and, um, everyone check out all of the social media. I'll post them in the, the show notes and, um, best of luck with everything. Thanks so much. And thanks again for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.